Hello there, this is Charlie and you are listening to the Tessio Open Mic Podcast, a podcast created by testers for testers. In the previous episodes of the Work Smarter No Harder miniseries, Marcus and I discussed choosing the most promising test, written instructions for seeking comprehension of the test before starting testing, how to become more productive while testing, and even how to avoid wasting time while doing so. Probably my most important tip for this episode would be you need to stop working on a test if you do not find any bug reports and if there's no alternative um, work on this test, for example, available bug reproductions or available user stories. So let's imagine you, uh, you, you test for 20 minutes straight and you haven't found a single bug report and there's a good chance that you may not find any bug even in the next 20 minutes or maybe you do you do find a bug um, but then you know uh, let's calculate your hourly rate what you got out of this test finding one bug in 40 minutes um, yeah that's just meant as a, as a small example to show you um, that if you don't find just a, a bug in, in a certain amount of time uh, it's better to just skip this test and move on to the next test um, that you selected uh, cautiously, of course, according to our first episode. But yeah, it's um, the bottom line is not every test is worth it. Um, and therefore, yeah, not, not every test guarantees you that you will, you will find enough bugs and earn enough money. You, it's, it's in your responsibility as a freelancer to manage yourself and manage your time. Um, other than uh, with maybe a regular job where somebody gives you a task and you just do what they tell you and um, you know exactly how to do it and when to do it and until when to do it. So um, yeah, this, this is an important responsibility as a freelancer. And therefore my tip is again, stop working on a test that's not worth it and skip to the next one in such a case. Hello, Marcus. Welcome back. Hey, Charlie. How are you? <laughs> Um, I'm very excited because this is our last episode. Same, yes. <laughs> so for the last episode of this Work Smarter, Not Harder miniseries, what will be the subject about, Marcus? Well, today in this final episode, we, we want to talk about um, some tools and optimizations mm, cool. um, you can use as a tester to save time. Oh, wonderful. And which one you want to start with? Well, I think the report templates um, you mentioned to me Absolutely. are a good starter. Okay, well, yeah, th this one was like my first strategy when I was understanding everything. And I used to have draft or scenarios, behaviors. I encountered uh, frequently on websites especially. So I was just on opening a bug report form and copy-pasting from that, from that file. I got at that time and that saved a lot of time and I think more some testers out there were using this when I was testing were using this strategy yeah I I did the very same thing because oh. after working as a tester for a few weeks or maybe months you will realize that some things just repeat themselves right mm -hmm. um, you are testing a lot of web shops as a tester And so web shops have typically the, a similar structure at least. Similar, yes. And um, the, the steps which you reproduce while testing are kind of the same. So you go to the, the profile, you go to the card, you enter some credentials. All these things 
uh, it can be templatized, so you can simply copy and paste them to a new bug report, basically, because mm. you have seen such a scenario before, right? Right. Yes, for instance, uh, the one I used most was input validation uh, with uh, email input. So it is, it is needed to show that the field has uh, a validation there. So I always use two input, two different inputs, one for the name and one for the domain to show that this validation triggers with only one of these two, two parts of the email address. So it was, it was very easy to do, to do input validation or test, testing forms with, with templates was, was very easy. I yeah, and, and so basically you thought of some uh, good examples up front um, mm. of once for the first time and uh, in later tests you can simply reuse them exactly. um, and don't have to think of new examples that may not be as good as the one you already wrote down for yourself. Yes, exactly. And, and then I moved to, to something that's called text expanders. If you are like, you like to to use your keyword a lot, like I'm a keyword user. So instead of copy pasting, you can retrieve the content for each um, section of the bug form by just tapping two characters, for instance. I think that saved tons of time. Yeah, and we should definitely uh, make an Academy article about this where testers can read up on uh, upon it, uh, how to also configure it for this system, because I think this is mm. a big time saver if, yeah for documenting bug reports. Yes, uh, my personal experience with reviewing reports as a team leader is that, uh, for instance, I was spending five, uh, five minutes giving my feedback that ended up being two minutes only. And I can, I can wow. elaborate more on the case if needed because I already saved three minutes. <laughs> but it's normally it's not needed. <laughs> so not only useful for testers, but also for team leaders. Yes, yes, um, that's definitely a good tool. Yeah, talking about keywords, uh, we have some more items here, right? Please. Yeah, um, so one tip from my side would be use keyboard shortcuts. I know this sounds oh, yes. silly and most of you <laughs> may already know this, um, but people who are not so um, experienced with computers uh, or with uh, software may not use them on a regular basis. So the, the most simple one is of course control c and control v when you use mm. windows right you can yeah, so first you select some piece of text then you hit control c to copy it and then you go to the bug form and then you simply uh, press control v to paste it into a field so basically yeah. this goes hand in hand with what you just explained Charlie, right uh, if exactly. you create some templates and you store them somewhere on your computer and you do not use a solution like text expander you will have to copy and paste con um, text mm -hmm. a lot of times and if you use um, the the regular method windows provides to you is uh, right clicking on the text that you selected then selecting the right option from the context menu and repeating mm -hmm. the same for pasting the text you can imagine how much time yeah. you save if you do this 100 times per day at least <laughs> At least, yeah. And in the same way, there are, of course, a lot more keyboard shortcuts. So again, um, let me point to the Academy. We will publish a, a comprehensive list of the ones we um, rec recommend to you. 
just one more example from my side here would be, you know, Please. there are shortcuts that allow you to take screenshots quickly. Mm, um, for true. Windows, it is um, pressing Control and Print Screen. Uh, print Screen is a separate button on your keyboard, and that that takes a picture of all of your screen. Then you simply you have it in your clipboard, and then you just use a tool to um, save this um, content to a file, and then you have your screenshot. So um, again, yes, absolutely, keyboards. Uh, bindings, keyboard shortcuts are a great tool to speed up your whole um, testing experience. Yes, uh, I have another one. It's a very, is I don't know, it's not like a keyboard shortcut, but I've seen many screen screencasts not using it. And it's on computer, you can navigate a form by just tapping on the tab. I've seen people clicking and that's where that takes more time than just tapping. That makes things easier, I think. Absolutely, and I think both while testing but also while documenting bug reports. Yeah. Mm. As long as it is comprehensive for the viewer what you're doing, uh, I think this is a great method to also save time while recording attachments. Yes, I do like keyboard shortcuts. And sometimes you, it's harder to find them, isn't it? Regular users, they need to see the keyboard to press the keys. But if you go for, for instance, training yourself on how to type faster, like typing faster, I think that's another, that's another tool to use. If you know how to type faster, you would really boost up these, these shortcuts because you would not have the need to see your keyboard um, if you are testing on a desk, desktop device, of course, while typing. That's, that takes a lot of time. And if you just go online, there, is, there are many ways to, to learn how to type faster. And that really saves a lot of time. Is, and, it, and you don't have to spend too much time on it. With five minutes of practice every day for a month, I guarantee you, you can start seeing the, the changes, the improvements in making your reporting more, more efficient. Oh yeah, I think this was one of the things that sped up my bug reports uh, very easily. Um, you document your whole bug report faster if you don't have to think about which key to press, but it's just an automatism, right? Um, mm. And the same, of course, goes, like you say, for, for keyboard shortcuts. Um, your fingers know exactly which keys to press to, to make something happen. And you, you no longer think about it actively, but you switch screens easily. You um, copy and paste things easily. You take a screenshot easily. Yeah, uh, that all goes exactly basically by itself. Yes, yes, exactly. By and just practicing muscle memory and all we know about this yeah. will make a difference. And and I guess you know these tips are more for desktop users right now, right? Because on a mobile mm. phone there there aren't very many shortcuts you can you can take or it's true. Um, or press. So uh, maybe we should we should add here that I I basically prefer working on a desktop computer while documenting bug reports because. Yeah, like I said, so do the, I. the documentation part takes less time, and I'm, yeah, I think I'm more comfortable uh, with with um, typing it on on a computer than on a smartphone. On the other hand, and maybe that's that's another good point is, um, 
you know, when you document your bug on your smartphone, you can use our test now app. Um, and in case you didn't know about it, please go to the Google Play Store or to Apple's App Store and download it because you can mm. test on the go. Uh, you can document on the go. You can work on the go uh, without wherever you are. Um, and I think this is a great benefit also to save time um, and to be more flexible. It is. Of course, again, you won't be able to use such shortcuts that we talked about. But on the other hand, um, Yeah, there are other benefits. Um, for example, uh, when you test a mobile app, then the attachment that you create, the recording, for example, is stored on your mobile phone already. So it, what's the easiest mm. way to upload it to your bug report? It's of course to use the TestNow app and upload it from your device directly. While if you, let's imagine you test an, a mobile app, but you're using your desktop computer, to document the bug report, then you have the problem that the file is on your mobile device, but you need to somehow get it onto your computer to then upload it from there to the bug report. So I think, yeah, it, de it depends on what you're testing and what you prefer at the end of the day. Yes, I think so. I think so. And I was remembering that you can also use these text expanders on mobile, mobile devices oh, yeah. because Uh, I remember using Lorem Ipsum text, like placeholder text, um, when testing any form, and I just needed to to type just Lorem, and I got the entire paragraph of that, so it was enough for testing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we got a last last item. Yeah. So talking about attachments um, at the end. Um, one thing that I encountered while I was a tester is um, I typically re-recorded my uh, screencasts a few times before I would upload the final version. True. And so we all know that uh, while documenting your bug report, um, recording your screencast takes a significant portion of your time. So my last tip would simply be Quickly make a quick plan what you want to record exactly, which steps, which buttons do you want to press, what do you want to enter, and only then start the recording. Don't blindly start the recording, try to remember the steps, um, because what, what it will lead to is uh, pauses, it will lead to longer screencasts, mm -hmm. it will lead to, um, to screencasts that have not the highest quality, because you are not straightforwardly um, repeating all the steps you want to show in the, in the screencast. So mm. save your, your own time by simply thinking about the steps up front, then make one concise and good quality recording, and then you're done. Instead of you know multiple recordings that you have to redo and redo and redo, that is a huge time waster. And you can save a lot of time doing it right from the beginning. Especially if uh, just remembering the, fir the first step is should be the last one on the report, like when recording it. So because I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of these cases, they don't know where to click because they are starting way far far from the step that uh, that is triggering the bug. Oh yeah, that also uh, implies that they are making unnecessary steps and also wasting time. Yeah, fully agree here. <laughs>
Thank you, Marcus. Uh, thank you for giving us a mini-series of powerful, practical testing wisdom. <laughs> I'm sure our testers are appreciating all work done here. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun uh, joining you, Charlie, and I hope we will have another mini-series like this sometime soon. I hope so, yes. Thank you all for listening to the Tezeo Open Mic Podcast. If you want to know more about us, what we do, how we do it, and build a QA testing career in the IT industry from scratch, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to listen to our private podcast, please join our Discord community directly from your Tesla account. Take care, stay safe, and stay tuned. Cheers. Cheers.